five kinds of bad bosses. And Mark Zuckerberg is three of them. Sometimes stupid people deserve to get scammed. And do you remember packing your school bag? Got a story tonight about a guy who packs his school bag. I know, but trust me. It's a wow. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week, although in Malaysia, tomorrow is our Friday because it's the end of the work week. Friday is public holiday because it is Malaysia Day, the day that East and West got together and formed what is now Malaysia. So this is the biggie. I mean, Merdeka's the biggie, but this is the other biggie. And so Friday will be Malaysia Day, and uh, it's a public holiday across the entire country. So, yeah, it'll be a nice uh, nice day off for everybody. Welcome in to all of our viewers across the uh, live uh, broadcast on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and of course, Rumble.com. And uh, we are also a podcast. Thank you. If you haven't found us yet, please go to wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. Just search for The Jay Sheldon Show. Look for that logo right there. It'll squiggle back in. There we go. And that's it. You click subscribe or follow and uh, that's all you need to do. It's absolutely free and we really do appreciate that. We literally get hundreds of downloads every week of our show and Apparently, you like to listen to this old man ramble for better part of an hour once, uh, once every now and then, three times a week. Yes, by the way, I do still have the end of this flu. It's only been six days. Uh, you can hear my nose is a bit stuffy, and uh, I've got my finger on the cough button tonight because there'll be a little bit of that. So, yeah, the eyes are watering, and uh, away we go. But nevertheless, we made it anyway. It's time to update you on our favorite furry little friend, Miko. Miko update. Oh, yeah, the Miko update. Me, me, me. Uh, she's doing great, uh, having a uh, wonderful week. She's been having a little bit of a fussy eating thing. And I think this is part of the reason. If you're watching on the video, you'll see. That's her. That's one of her favorite cookies. And that's one of her least favorite probiotics that we give her every day. She's going to have to decide between the two. And if she knows there's a cookie available, she ain't touching that probiotic. Anyway, she's getting better at it, but uh, she's she's uh, she's doing well, and uh, she's uh, eating us out of house and home as usual. So we got some we got some new treats, and uh, you know I really wish BarkBox would ship to Malaysia. Come on, BarkBox, get your act together, huh? Our Miko update is brought to you by BarkBox.com. You just go to the link in our show notes. It's easy to remember, BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. And if you are in the U.S., U.S. territories or Canada, they will, you sign up, it's a subscription service, and you can sign up for one, six months, 12 months. The longer you sign up for, the less expensive per month it is. And if you go to our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a free extra month with a multi-month subscription. A free month. How's that? Now, what it is, is every month, they will send you a themed box 
called the Bark Box, full of the coolest dog toys. They really are. And each one is themed back to school, Harry Potter, summer holiday. Uh, they've got all kinds. These guys with their ideas are crazy. But uh, you will get a few toys. You'll get a couple of bags of dog treats. They're all natural. They're all natural. Ing the ingredients on the package, if you look, it's got like four, five, six ingredients. That's it because it's all natural stuff. None of that chemical crap. And also a dog chew. You'll get one of those in every box. And you can also specify as far as the size of the toys, whether your dog is small, medium, or large. And if your dog has any allergies to, you know, fish or chicken or beef or whatever, there's a tick box. You can just tick that off and they'll make sure you don't get that. So please do check it out, especially, of course, if you're in the U.S., U.S. territories and Canada. Uh, sadly, they don't yet ship internationally. I know we've got a big international audience who are chomping at the bit for their furry friends and they want to get signed up at the moment sorry but listen go to the site and write to their customer service and say hey ship internationally get them to move faster anyway do check it out it's barkbox.com slash miko m-i-k-o links in our show notes down below and thank you barkbox for uh, for sponsoring our miko update you know, one of the things that we've been giving her lately is pumpkin because it's very good for dog's stomach. It's good for you too, by the way. But uh, pumpkin is great. And um, they have all kinds of squash pumpkin here in Malaysia. Uh, there's a standard variety, pretty sweet pumpkin. It's kind of nice. I saw this though, and I, I got to share this because it's just too cool. Um, and congratulations to Michael Weber, uh, Isabella and uh, Michael placed second and third at the Goshen Fair for their pumpkins. If you don't live in the U.S., you might not know what a fair is. It's a gathering in the fall, usually, of uh, all kinds of folks who do home gardening and baking. And at least this is the original idea behind the fairs. You can get all kinds of great treats and gooey, disgusting, sweet, sticky stuff at the fairs. Hot dogs wrapped in just about anything you can think of. Funnel cakes, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, they're traditionally held in the fall. Well, in the northwest corner of Connecticut, where I grew up, the Goshen Fair is probably the biggest event in northwest Connecticut. Take a look at these pumpkins. This is unbelievable. Check it out. Look at the size of these pumpkins. Uh... His sister, I guess, Isabella, had a 468-pound pumpkin, and his 790 pounds. That's over 350 kilos. That's a look at the size of that next to these folks, next to these guys. Unbelievable. These can you imagine the amount of pies that pumpkin would? But you know what I wonder? When they get that big, are they still sweet? I, I have no idea. I've never tasted a pumpkin that big before, but those things are absolutely enormous. That is insane. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, are you ready? You got a bad boss? You think your boss is bad? Well, guess what? Fortune magazine at fortune.com, links in the show notes if you want to read the whole article. Uh, they put out a 
a post that's really cool. You got to check it out. There are five types of bad bosses to avoid. And Mark Zuckerberg fits three of them. That's according to an expert at Harvard. Now, since Harvard, it was just announced, hired Brian Seltzer, Seltzer Water, hot dog boy, coffee boy, the big potato. I can't say much for the quality of Harvard people. Seriously. But anyway, this is a very cool article. The best bosses in business today can be uh, can move mountains thanks to their authenticity, their character. The worst ones are motivated chiefly by the need to feed their own egos. And boy, haven't we all either worked for or are currently working for one of those types. In his book, True North, Leading Authentically in Today's Workplace, Emerging Leader Edition, uh, Harvard Business School fellow Bill George sets out five archetypal executives that are perfect examples of these damaging traits. The key to a thriving business staffed with motivated, productive workforce is to avoid promoting imposters, rationalizers, glory seekers, loners, or shooting stars. Meta CEO Zuckerberg apparently just doesn't exhibit the traits of one. His leadership combines elements of no less than three of the traits. The founder of Facebook, presently uh, presiding over a tumultuous period for the social media company, including a loss in ad revenue, the embrace of an inco- a, what is that word? Inchoate? Metaverse complete with laughable selfies. And the departure of veteran operations chief Sheryl Sandberg. He's quoted here as saying he is likely one of the reasons that so many people are turning away from the company. He's really lost his way. Ouch! Uh, Meta did not reply. Paul Conant liked the stream. Hey, Paul, thanks. Thank you for the like, and thanks for popping in. Appreciate it. Um, apparently, Meta didn't reply to Fortune's request for comment. Um, George, a former Honeywell executive turned management expert, has been a critic of boards that focus more on charisma than character, and consequently will hire executives who promote style over substance. He argues Zuckerberg rationalizes mistakes rather than taking responsibility and learning from them. The disastrous April announcement that led to his stock falling was blamed on a change in privacy policies at Apple that prevented the sale of targeted Facebook ads rather than heavy losses at the metaverse operations. Perhaps even more worrying, Zuckerberg also cited the growing popularity of TikTok, as if social media was somehow immune from the effects of competition, to which, of course, every business has to respond, no matter what business you are in. Uh, Zuckerberg also is a loner who has come to refuse outside advice, constructive criticism. Are we still live on Facebook, or did they shut us off yet? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Feedback from trusted subordinates who can highlight vulnerabilities and suggest solutions to make a company more resilient. 
Uh, Elevation Partners co-founder Roger McNamee, an early investor in Facebook, sought to convince Zuckerberg of the need to combat data harvesting and targeted exploitation on the popular platform. The warning fell on deaf ears. Zuckerberg wasn't hearing it. Eventually caused an uproar of opposition and complete congressional hearings on Cambridge Analytica's role both in the 2016 Brexit referendum as well as the U.S. presidential election. And finally, Zuckerberg is a glory seeker who prioritizes growth and profits at the expense of his customers. When an investigation by the Wall Street Journal found evidence last September to suggest Facebook's sister platform, Instagram, was sparking a mental health crisis among teenage girls, the company disregarded the allegations, just said, eh, whatever. Revenue proved more important than the ethical implications of maximizing user engagement, despite other companies taking a much more principled approach. George warned, Facebook is not going to do well as long as he's there. Whoa. Yeah. If you want to read the article, check it out. The link is in our show notes tonight. It is very well written and very cool and very insightful. If you want to know more about bad bosses and you can compare your current boss to uh, to to uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, maybe. Maybe he doesn't have all three out of five of the traits, but, you know, it only takes one. Boy, I have worked for some egomaniacs in the past. Not currently, and I'm not just saying that seriously, but I have. Trust me. In fact, probably the only two bosses who I, to this day, can't stand. I'm not going to mention their names, of course. Not worth it. But their biggest problem was their ego. That was it. Was their unbelievably enormous ego that got in the way of everything. Uh, Just, yeah, useless. All right. These stories come up all the time. And I'm going to share this one. I'm not going to go and read the whole article. You can read it yourself. The link's in our show notes. But when I read this, and when I read a lot of these articles, you know, people, there are so many scams here. My phone rings two, three times a day, and the phone automatically detects as suspected fraud. Uh, anyway, I always just dump the calls because they constantly, and I'm little old me. My phone number's not out there, but, you know, everybody gets your phone number. They're mining your data. They can get anything they want. Um, we have an, an enormous problem here with scams. And part of the reason I think why we have that problem is because people are so freaking stupid. Honestly, when I read this article, I thought to myself, who in their right mind would fall for this? Now, look, I know some of these scammers are very sophisticated. They will fool you if you're not paying close attention. Some of them sound very authentic. They pretend to be the bank. They pretend to be the tax department. They pretend to be whatever, in this case, a college But seriously, this particular one caught my attention. A Johor woman, Johor is a state here in Malaysia, was tricked into sending nude video to a fake scholarship agent 
and wound up getting blackmailed. I'm not going to, I don't even know if her name's in this article, but uh, she is 19 years old. Now, come on. You're nine, You're an adult, okay? A fake scholarship offer agent threatening a 19-year-old shop assistant to spread nude videos she took if she doesn't deposit a thousand ringgit into the man's bank account. This comes after she had applied for a scholarship through the scammer in which she requested the, vic- uh, the, she requested the victim to send her the nude video as part of the application process. Yeah, you're thinking the same thing I am, right? At what point does the little bell go off? If you have a DNA molecule of common sense, at what point does the bell ring and say, this doesn't sound right? Based on a report by Harian Metro, one of our local papers here, the uh, Batu Pahat District Police Chief Commissioner shared the victim had met a woman through Telegram who offered scholarships to the victim to further her studies. That is, by the way, not a picture of the victim. It's just a representational photograph. The police chief explained that as a condition of the application, the victim had to send documents and also needed to do a health and physical exam online. The victim also needed to upload pictures of themselves clothed and unclothed and videos in a naked state. Cheryl T. Boltz liked the stream. Cheryl, hey! Good to hear from you over there in the U.S. of A. All right. So this scammer says, oh yeah, by the way, you have to send me a naked video of yourself. Dude, I'm applying for a scholarship. In what universe does a naked video of myself have anything to do with applying for a... Did a bell not go off in your head? Anyway, she sent it. She then got a call from the guy who threatened to spread the nude video if she didn't deposit a thousand bucks into his bank account. You can read the rest of the article here. It's just, honestly, folks, I know some of these scammers are very good at what they do, and they'll make it sound as legit as legit can be, whether they pretend to be calling from the police department or the bank or a credit card company or tax department, whatever it might be. They will, they're very, very good. But there's got to be some point where you re- or if the phone call comes from a hand phone number, it shows up when the call comes in. Banks, tax departments, police departments, they don't use hand phones to call you. They use a business line. That ought to be the first tip-off. Stephen Tan liked the stream. Hey, Stephen. Hey, good to see you. I mean, I mean, seriously, read the whole article. It's in our show notes tonight. But sometimes when I see these people that get scammed, I, I'm sorry. I, I, if that offends you, I don't really care. To me, it's like, you know what? Maybe you kind of deserve to get scammed. I mean, okay, look, nobody deserves to get scammed. But if you are that freaking stupid, seriously? In what world 
do you send a naked video of yourself to some scholarship application person? Beyond words. Seriously, beyond words. Okay. Uh, Good news department. This article appeared. It's from World of Buzz. Again, the link's in our show notes. You know my feelings about the death penalty. I am totally opposed to the... Look, I'm a conservative. I'm a Trump supporter. I believe in the right to life. I, in general, strangely enough, people can't believe that how conservative I actually am. You want to find out exactly? Because I hold it back on a lot of this crap. Go to my Twitter account, at It's Jay Sheldon. The Twitter account link is in our show notes, way down at the bottom. You'll find out exactly how I feel politically. And one of the things that I am very much against, which is kind of not a conservative thing, is the death penalty. I have always, my entire life, been against the death penalty. I do not believe in the death penalty for anything. I do not believe it is the government's job to take your life for any, any reason. And yes, I am more than willing to pay extra taxes to keep you in prison for the rest of your natural life until you die in a jail cell. Got no problem with that. You go to jail, there is no parole, you do not get out ever until you die and you come out in a box. I am completely and have always and will always be against the death penalty. Here in this country, in Malaysia, we are or were killing people for marijuana offenses. Unbelievably so. The death penalty is attached to a lot of things here in this country, and thankfully, not anymore. This better go through. Law Minister, the government has finalized abolishment of both mandatory and discretionary death penalty. Uh, There's always been protests against the issuance of the death penalty for certain offenses, which are deemed not serious enough to warrant such a penalty. Again, my opinion, there is no offense serious enough that should allow the government to take your life. Malaysian authorities are officially abolishing the mandatory death penalties, and the issuing of the death penalty is up to the discretion of the judges, and it was largely met with cheers. Uh, Just yesterday, the 13th, so yeah, yesterday, um, Minister in the Prime Minister's Department, Parliament and Law, Datuk Sri Dr. Wan Janaidi Twanku Jafar, announced the government has finalized its policy decision on alternative sentences to the mandatory death sentence for 11 different offenses, and they will present that to the cabinet soon. He also said the government's finalized the policy decision on alternate sentences for 22 other offenses where the death penalty is at the discretion of the court. You see, in some cases stupidly and sadly the judges have no choice it is a mandatory or it was a mandatory death sentence even if the judge didn't feel it was justified he had no choice or she had no choice it is mandatory or it was thankfully somebody finally got their heads out of their collective butts and are doing something about it and that is probably the best news i've heard in a long time so Congratulations for coming up into the real world, Malaysia. Uh, Slowly but surely, eking your way. Oh, man. All right. 
We got uh, one more story to go here, and then we are going to um, we're going to get onto our book. Yeah, I promised you in the beginning I was going to tell you about a packing a book bag or a a school bag. I mean, we all did it. We whether it was a, a official book bag or a school bag, or you had a backpack in high school, whatever it was. Remember lugging that heavy thing around? Well, a ten-year-old Malaysian boy. We always end with a good news story. A 10-year-old Malaysian guy has broken not just a Malaysian record, a Guinness world record for the fastest time to pack a school bag. Yes! Can you believe this? I didn't know this was even a thing, but apparently it is. And we own the world record thanks to this 10-year-old Malaysian guy. There he is, proud as can be. Look at that. He's got his certificate there from the Guinness folks. A Guinness world record. Two thumbs up. Who packs the fastest school bag? That guy. (laughs) 10-year-old Malaysian boy's broken the Guinness record under 16 division for being the fastest to pack a school bag. I'm going to butcher your name, and I'm sorry. I, I apologize in advance. Sarviswaraan. Sorry. Currently a student at SJKT Taman Malawati, and he entered the Guinness World Record late last year. The results announced June 15th of this year, and he received his certificate July 13th. There he is, world record holder. How about that? According to Varnum, uh, Sarviswaran has broken many records, but his latest achievement is being able to pack a school bag. You ready? 31.33 seconds. Whoa. He has also broken the record. This guy doesn't stop for being the fastest to recite aircraft's names in under six minutes. 213 aircraft names in under six minutes. Broke the record. Also broke the record for reciting the most dinosaurs in two minutes and 36 seconds. He recited the name of 200 dinosaurs. Broke a record. This guy, huh? Look at this. Wow. Congratulations, world record holder. That is fantastic. He's also got three gold medals at the Penang International Invention, Innovation, and Design Competition from 2021. Three inventive and innovative products that he has created. That is absolutely phenomenal. Wow. Congratulations to you. I'm sorry that I butchered your name. Uh, Sarviswaran. Best I can do, sorry. But, uh, wow, what an accomplishment. Fantastic. That is just unbelievable. 30, 31 seconds, was it, to pack a school bag? Properly, by the way, yeah. Properly pack a school bag. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. There's a record for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, book time, book time, book time. Yes, it is book time. 
you know what? I'm not sure if we're going to make it through and uh, finish up our book tonight or not, because there's not too much more to go in The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. But the ending is a bit long. So we'll see how far we get and how long my voice lasts, because like I said, I'm still holding off this, uh, this flu bug that I've been hit with. So uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, let me just make sure that we're doing... Okay, yeah, we're doing fine. Okay, uh, where am I? We got the image up there. We got the book over here somewhere. We pop it in. And uh, as you know, this last adventure here, this is our final adventure, uh, Sherlock Holmes. It's been a rather interesting and weird one. Uh, but the woman who was explaining her problem said at any rate I was there and keenly on the lookout for any chance to get past the forbidden door. So here we go. It was only yesterday that the chance came. I may tell you that besides Mr. Rucastle, both Toller and his wife find something to do in these deserted rooms, and I once saw him carrying a large black linen bag with him through the door. Recently, he'd been drinking hard, and yesterday evening he was very drunk. And when I came upstairs, he was there with the key in the door. I have no doubt at all he'd left it. Mr. and Mrs. Rucastle were both downstairs, and the child was with them, so that I had an admirable opportunity. I turned the key gently in the lock, opened the door, and slipped through. There was a little passage in front of me, unpapered, uncarpeted, which turned at a right angle at the farther end. Round this corner were three doors in a line, the first and third of which were open. They each led into an empty room, dusty, cheerless, with two windows in the one and one in the other, so thick with dirt that the evening light glimmered dimly through them. The center door was closed, and across the outside of it had been fastened one of the broad bars of an iron bed, padlocked at one end to a ring in the wall, and fastened at the other with a stout cord. Well, the door itself was locked as well, as the key wasn't there. This barricaded door corresponded clearly with the shuttered window outside, and yet I could see by the glimmer from underneath that the room was not in darkness. Evidently, there was a skylight which let in light from above. As I stood in the passage, gazing at the sinister door and wondering what secret it might veil, I suddenly heard the sound of steps within the room and saw a shadow pass backward and forward against the little slit of dim light which shone out from under the door. A mad, unreasoning terror rose up at me in the sight. Mr. Holmes, my overstrung nerves failed me suddenly. I turned and ran, ran as though some dreadful hand were behind me, clutching at the skirt of my dress. I rushed down the passage, through the door, and straight into the arms of Mr. Rucastle, who was waiting outside. So, said he, smiling, it was you. I thought it must be when I saw the door open. "'Oh, I am so frightened,' I panted. "'My dear young lady, my dear young lady, "'you cannot think how caressing and soothing his manner was, "'and what has frightened you, my dear young lady?' "'But his voice was just too coaxing. "'He overdid it. "'It was I was keenly on guard against him. 
I was foolish enough to go into the empty wing, I answered, but it's so lonely and eerie in this dim light that I was frightened and ran out again. Oh, it is so dreadful and still in there. Only that, he said, looking at me keenly. Why, what did you think? I asked. Why do you think that I lock the door? Oh, I'm sure that I don't know. It is to keep people out who have no business there. Do you see? He was still smiling in a most amiable manner. I'm sure if I had known, well then, you know now. And if you ever put your foot over that threshold again, here in an instant, the smile hardened into a grin of rage, and he glared down at me with the face of a demon. I shall throw you to the mastiff. I was so terrified. I didn't know what I did. I suppose that I must have rushed past him into my room. I remember nothing until I found myself lying on my bed, trembling all over. I thought of you, Mr. Holmes. I couldn't live longer there without some advice. I was frightened of the house, of the man, of the woman, of the servants, even of the child. They were all horrible to me. If I could only bring you down, all would be well. Of course, I might have fled from the house, but my curiosity was almost as strong as my fears. My mind was made up. I would send you a wire. I put on my hat and cloak, went down to the office, which is about a half a mile from the house, and then returned, feeling very much easier. A horrible doubt came into my mind as I approached the door, lest the dog might be loose. But I remembered that Toller had drunk himself into a state of insensibility that evening, and I knew that he was the only one in the household who had any influence with the savage creature, or who would venture to set him free. I slipped in in safety and lay awake half the night in my joy at the thought of seeing you. I had no difficulty in getting leave to come into Winchester this morning, but I must be back before three o'clock, for Mr. and Mrs. Rubucastle are going for a visit, and will be away all evening, so I must look after the child, and I should be very glad if you could tell me what it all means, and above all, what I should do. Holmes and I had listened spellbound to this extraordinary story. My friend rose now and paced up and down the room, his hands in his pockets, an expression of the most profound gravity upon his face. Is Toller still drunk? he asked. Yes, I heard his wife tell Mrs. Rucastle she could do nothing with him. That is well. And the Rucastles go out tonight? Yes. Is there a cellar with a good strong lock? Uh, yes, the wine cellar. You seem to me to have acted all through this manner like a very brave and sensible girl, Miss Hunter. Do you think you could perform one more feat? I should not ask it of you if I didn't think you a quite exceptional woman. I will try. What is it? We shall be at the Copper Beaches by seven o'clock, my friend and I. 
The rue castles will be gone by that time, and Toller will, we hope, be incapable. There only remains Mrs. Toller, who might give the alarm. If you could send her into the cellar on some errand, and then turn the key upon her, you would facilitate matters immensely. I'll do it. Excellent. We shall then look thoroughly into the affair. Of course, there's only one feasible explanation. You've been brought there to impersonate pers someone, and the real person is imprisoned in this chamber. This is obvious. As to who the prisoner is, I have no doubt that it is the daughter, Miss Alice Rucastle, if I remember right, who is said to have gone to America. You were chosen, doubtless, as resembling her in height, figure, and the color of your hair. Hers have been cut off, very possibly in some illness through which she has passed. And so, of course, yours had to be sacrificed also. By a curious chance, you came upon her tresses. The man in the road was undoubtedly some friend of hers, possibly her fiancé. And no doubt, as you wore the girl's dress and were so like her, he was convinced that your laughter whenever he saw you and afterwards from your gesture, that Mrs. Rucastle was perfectly happy and that she no longer desired her attentions. The dog is let loose at night to prevent him from endeavoring to communicate with her. So much is fairly clear. The most serious point in this case is the disposition of the child. What on earth has that to do with it? I ejaculated. My dear Watson, you're a medical man, continually gaining light as to the tendencies of a child by the study of the parents. Don't you see that the converse is equally valid? I frequently gained my first real insight into the character of parents by studying their children. This child's disposition is abnormally cruel, merely for cruelty's sake. And whether he derives this from his smiling father, as I should suspect, or from his mother, it bodes evil for the poor girl who is in their power. Wow. All right. That's a good spot to leave it for tonight, which is what we'll do. Hey, Kim Bundy, awesome job, cuz. Thank you, cuz. <laughs> good to hear from you. Thanks for popping in there. Be sure and give us a like and a follow. Uh, where are oh, you over on Facebook? All right, be sure you give us a like and a follow. Thank you. All right, uh, let me just uh, dump this thing. There we go. All right, that's it. We're going to close it out just a little bit early tonight, and uh, I'm going to go continue to recover from my cold and flu. Little Panadol dissolvable. You know those soluble Panadols? They work really well. I'm not your doctor. I can't recommend but I've been using that for the last day and it really does a pretty good job. Plus pumping up on the vitamin D and the vitamin C and all that good stuff. So anyway, off we go. All right, we'll see you again on Saturday night. We will finish up the adventures of Sherlock Holmes and we'll have some more fun stuff to share with you. Until then, this is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night.
snort. <laughs>